On today's Locked On Texan podcast, will Jimmy G and the Houston Texans unite? That's been a rumor happening since April. And will Nick Casario finally hand out an extension past two years with a couple of big-name players on his roster due for a deal soon, Cody? Let's start the show off the right way and talk Texans. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, of course. This is Cody Davis here to discuss the Houston Texans on this great hump day. It's a great day, man. I hope everybody's out there having a good time. Uh, Mike Florio, Cody, <laughs> Florio wrote a pro football talk. Uh, I'm sure you guys have read a lot of his great work. But uh, in this case, I got to disagree heavily. <laughs> in his article that he wrote, he said that he believes the Texans are waiting for Jimmy G regarding a possible releasing. And this is sparking the rumor that the Houston Texans and Jimmy G uh, may possibly unite with one another, continued in that article by saying that his wild-ass guess is that Jimmy G will land in Houston, put all his chips on the Houston Texans. One of his reasonings behind that decision was Houston knows how to play it slow, citing how they handled their Deshaun Watson trade situation. Uh, I don't think that applies to this in terms of Jimmy G and Deshaun Watson, two totally different situations. This has been an off-season long rumor. A lot of people has had Jimmy G and Houston connected for some time now. The rumor started back in April, um, and they were talking about it then. Now, Texans currently have roughly $9 million in cap space left for the season. Of course, he wouldn't command that much from Houston, uh, but I think a decent portion would go to Jimmy G after a possible releasing. It is worth noting that the 49ers have said unless Jimmy G is traded, they would not release him, saying he's too good of a quarterback. Okay, that's your decision and your prerogative, <laughs> not ours. Uh, I wouldn't sink my money into that. And what positive, what positive would actually come from adding Jimmy G to this roster? I trust Davis Mills more right now. I trust the possible development of this coaching staff that's surrounding the players that's been in the building since day one. And I simply don't trust jimmy g with any of these qualities given the current state of this franchise and i think that's 100 fair to say and what i also think is interesting cody you may like this listeners may like this as well uh in a discussion with some of his former teammates uh martellus martellus bennett excuse me and julian edelman uh, they were both on podcasts recently they both had some very strong words regarding jimmy g and uh, his the lack of toughness. Uh, of course, you guys know Marty Bennett out of Southwest A-Leaf, Texas, the SWAT out here in Houston. Uh, he had much stronger words than Julian Edelman. I won't repeat it verbatim, but all I'll say is both Bennett and Edelman questioned his toughness during that 2016 season when Brady was out due to that suspension of Deflategate. Houston and Jimmy G is not – and, Cody, I know you're gonna. I know you're going to take it and run with it. This is not a marriage that will work out. This is one of those marriages that 
you do it because someone's pregnant and you want to go, you know, <laughs> basically it's going to fail. There's no love. There's no real connection there. And it doesn't make sense. Right now, Houston is in the best situation. You yeah. Young quarterback in, and I'm going to let you take it over. You get your young quarterback in, give him 17 full games. If not, you move forward with another young quarterback that you can pay when it's time. Jimmy G is not right for this team. And I 100% agree with everything that you said, John. But at the end of the day, I do believe Jimmy G coming to Houston is a realistic possibility. Mike Florio mentioned in that article that he has been hearing this all offseason. But, John, I have been hearing about the possibility of Jimmy Garoppolo coming to Houston since, since either October or November of last season. And that is very important because, one, it, show, it shows the – long interest that the Houston Texans have had in Jimmy G. And look, at the end of the day, this is a guy who was in New England with Nick Casario. And we know Casario loves to take care of the guys that he actually has relationships with. Um, But I do want to mention this. When I was told that the Texans had interest in Garoppolo, Tyrod Taylor was still the starting quarterback. And we were still kind of iffy on whether or not Davis Mills is the quarterback of the future for this organization. With that being said, back in October, back in November, I had some issues and I had some concerns. Now, as we sit here on July 12, 2022, I still have those same concerns and those same issues. However, they have expanded a little bit because first and foremost, Jimmy Garoppolo, no disrespect to him. John, you can let me know if you agree or not. Listeners, you guys can do the same. But I think we all can agree that Jimmy Garoppolo is an average quarterback at best. And you also got to consider the fact that this is a guy who has played under Kyle Shanahan, who is one of the best offensive-minded coaches in his generation. And when he wasn't playing under, uh, under Kyle Shanahan, he was playing for Bill Belichick, arguably, if not the best coach in NFL history. We believe in Pep Hamilton. We believe in Lovey Smith. There's a new day here in the city of Houston. However, I do not believe that the Texans actually have a good system where Jimmy Garoppolo will succeed. But and, the, and, and, and that's why I mentioned I don't trust Jimmy G mm-hmm. in the state of this franchise right now. Exactly. That's why I wanted to. I'm, th- I'm glad you said that. I'm glad, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, but my, my biggest issue is... And you know me, John, every time we talk about adding players or or, or departing for players, ever since they started this rebuild, my number one priority has been what will the Houston Texans benefit from adding this individual? And, of course, we're taking a look at Jimmy Garoppolo here. I'm looking at this from a standpoint. If Nick Casario and his organization still has some type of doubt on whether or not Davis Mills is the quarterback for this year or for the foreseeable future or whatever the case might be, I think they would have been better off making a trade for Baker Mayfield. Now, of course, that is out the door with him going to Carolina, but it would have made a lot more sense than you going after Jimmy Garoppolo because if we break this down, don't know how you guys feel about this, but for me personally, and I'm adding Baker Mayfield to this equation only for the sake of the argument because if they wasn't rocking with Davis Mills as they starting quarterback, I always felt that it was going to come down between Baker and Jimmy G if Nick Asirio and the Texans had to go out and get a quarterback. But I'm going to break this down really quick. First and foremost, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the worst quarterback out of the three. I do not believe he's better than Baker Mayfield. I do not believe that he is better than Davis Mills. He is making the most money 
out of the other two guys. I think his salary for this upcoming year is somewhere in the ballpark of $20 million. And then he's 30 years old. He's going to be 31 by the end of the 2022 season. And look, this guy Not can come mention, here. He, he, I don't even think he can start throwing yet based off yeah. the and uh, I, I, I forgot surgery. about that because he's he's coming off the shoulder surgery. And and look, we could be wrong that he could come here and actually, you know, help this organization get competitive. But you also got to keep in mind that he's in the final year of his contract. If he come here and has some type of success, you extend him. And then in the next three, in, in the next two years, possibly, we're looking at a quarterback that's going to be what? 32 33 years old and you and i sitting here on this same podcast or a bigger platform sitting there talking how the houston texans should move on for jimmy garoppolo but they can't because he has one of if not the worst contract in the league so i don't see the houston texans winning in this situation by adding jimmy garoppolo but keep in mind i have been hearing talk since october november so there is some real interest there I will say this. I think there has been interest. I think that the the front office and the coaching staff is kind of maybe split on Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. However, Nick Casario and Pep Hamilton and Lovey Smith have all endorsed Davis Mills as their starting quarterback. And, and for me right now, I think that's enough. Listen, guys, neither one of us are making Jimmy G money. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, America inflation is crazy. Nothing wrong with it. It can be very stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is a banking app that helps you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy wedding gift, catch up on bills, or just kind of treat yourself to a nice piece and beer. You can finally tackle some of those expensive uh, expenses that has been stressing you out and there's no interest and no credit check needed you cannot beat that in today's market millions of people have already downloaded the dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash so if you're in a pinch and need some extra help download dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you download the dave app from the app store right now that is D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. The future you will thank you. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcast, and of course on YouTube. Cody, listeners, welcome back to the Locked On Texas podcast. Another point that is very important to discuss ahead of this season well, extensions, money getting handed out to players that may or May not deserve it, and I'm, I'm I'm one of those guys, Cody, and we talk about this all the time. I feel like if you play in the NFL, you deserve some type of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nick Casario, and, and I don't know how far along in the process or how high is this on his priority list, Cody, but you got guys like Titus Howard. He picked up his fifth-year option. 
you know, I think he's on that extension list that you have to look at and zero in and, and figure out whether or not he's worth bringing back next year. You also got John Grenard. You got some players that are coming into their third, fourth, fifth year that's very important. And I think that it's important to discuss whether or not Houston could lose right tackle Titus Howard after this season. Now, Houston will have 48 $45.8 million available in 2023 and a league-leading $1 million. dollars in cap space in 2024. Now, what's important to know, Nick Casario hasn't signed a player for more than two seasons aside from punter Cam Johnson. Also, in an interview with 610 Sports Radio, Casario said that he tries to evaluate the roster in two-year windows. And that's when it comes to uh, figuring out players. Brandon Cook signed a two-year deal. Also, Houston has reconstructed restructured safety Eric Murray's contract by adding another year on that deal. Veterans that he re-signed this year was also Christian Kirksey, Desmond King, and defensive tackle Malik Collins. All are signed through 2023. John Grenard, Titus Howard could possibly get an extension after the season. And I look at Howard as the player that may possibly be on the outs when it's all said and done. Nick Casario has only spent one full season with him. Uh, they experimented with him a lot. I think that they did him a favor this year by doing justice by him, putting him back at tackle, his best position. I think this will give him an opportunity to show that he can play tackle in the NFL at a high level. On top of that, if Houston doesn't re- want to resign him, this is his audition year. And Houston has a, a, a franchise history of in their contract year. Look what Merciless did. <laughs> like they 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 have players like the rest of the league that ball out and they not get like paid. Houston though. Not but like not Houston. Like Houston. <laughs> um, but for Howard, again, I think he's in a better position to prove it. I don't know if it's going to be enough. I think Houston really likes John Grenard. They speak highly about him. I honestly think they like Titus Howard, but if Titus Howard goes out there and ball enough to get him a contract that Houston isn't willing to pay, when now we know that they have the money and he hasn't been able to do it in terms of balling out consistently due to the sins of the organization, if I'm Howard, I'm comfortable with saying thank you guys for drafting me. I appreciate the opportunity. I love what I've been able to learn. However, I need stability in my career. I'm going to go elsewhere, Cody. That's something that you can see with Titus Howard. I d- disagree. I think the Houston Texans will extend Titus Howard. First and foremost, John, as you mentioned, they are high on him. Everyone within the organization love Titus Howard. And I do believe, despite everything that was going on last year, Titus proved his worth. And we all came to the realization, including this organization, that he is best at right tackle. And I get the sense that if there's anybody on this offensive line, if they do extend him, I could also see them finally moving on from Laramie Tunsil. First and foremost, I do believe that it was real important for the Texans to fix their relationship with Tunsil because given how this organization was, given how Tunsil literally just gave up on the team, even though he could have came back after his hand injury, 
the Texans wasn't going to get much for Tunsil because his trade value was low. You bring him in for another season. I think this this season is more so an audition year for him. Why is that important? Because, like I just mentioned, I can see them moving on from Laramie Tunsil, extending Titus Howard, and the biggest X factor in who stays and who goes is the rookie Kenyon Green. Um, I I understand no, it. I get it. <laughs> no, no, I'm I, I'm just saying I understand it. I get it, John. When when I take a look at Titus Howard, he's younger, and he has shown his worth time and time again. And 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 two and most importantly, even if they do end up in a situation where they keep Laramie Tunsil, because by the way, this time next year we will be having the same conversation with Tunsil if he is still around because he will only have one year left on his contract. With all that being said, if they have Davis Mills or you go out and draft one of the best quarterbacks that's coming out of next year's draft, you still want to make sure that your offensive line is stable to say the least. And when you take a look at the possibility of the trio of having Tunsil, of having Howard, and having Green, I do not see Nick Casario and this organization departing from arguably, if not their best, their second most valuable offensive lineman. I don't see it. I think, if anything, we'll get the news or starting hearing reports about a potential contract extension probably midway through. Yeah, midway through the season, because you see Nick Casario loves to make moves like that, um, which is fair, by the way. I, I do want to say that as well. But in terms of Howard getting his extension, I don't think we have anything to worry about. Let's kind of switch it over to John Grenard, who had an amazing sophomore year, was kind of injured a little bit that kept him out a couple of games. Uh, COVID kept him out a couple of games and didn't have the opportunity to finish off the year like he started to possibly get those double-digit sack numbers. This is a very important year for Grenard because Mm -hmm. if he mirrors what he was able to do last year and stay stay on the field, play 17 games, and the possibility of him eclipsing double-digit sacks, this is also a player by the time his third year is over, Houston and Grenard may we may start having conversations that Houston and Grenard are having contract talks. Uh, I think it's very important for him to have a great year. I don't want him to be a one-hit wonder. I think that he has the talent to be consistently good. I don't know if he has the talent to be a consistent Pro Bowler, but he can definitely be consistently good and get a sprinkle in a couple of Pro Bowls here and there. Uh, do we expect the contract discussions to start this year with Grenard as well? No, I'm expecting that to start next year because this is a guy, even though he has showcased the talent of being consistent, um, he is a foundational piece for this organization. Um, John, you say you don't really could see him being a consistent pro bowler. I do. I believe he has that talent. However, the best ability is availability. And this is a guy who has been hurt quite often, especially when you go back and take a look at last year. I think this year we do not hear anything about a potential um, contract extension from him. I think those talks will start next year. However, the only thing Grenard has to do is just stay healthy. That's it. If this guy can go and play, what, there's 17 games on the roster. If he can go out there and play, 14. Let's say, yeah, about 14. 14 we would definitely see a contract extension. But if he has another year where he's battling all these nagging injuries and he is out, then we could start getting concerned. But look, John Grenard is a talent. And when you take a look at that, look at when you take a look at that defensive front, as I mentioned last week when we talked about Roy Lopez, 
they don't have any big name guys, but they do have guys to where you can say to yourself, if they go out there and take care of the business, we can see the Houston Texans have a damn good defensive line and a big part of that is going to be the production and the availability of John Gennard, who is by far one of the coolest people that you can ever meet inside of 610 and Kirby, man. Yeah, and I agree. Last year, started and played in 12 games, missed five of those games due to injury and COVID, other small things. His rookie year only started in one game, did play in 13 games. Uh, and his rookie year, there was so much going on in the organization. Hmm. But I think with both of these players, even when we look at Ross Blacklock, he's entering his third season. It's not about what you know. It's about who you know. And who we know right now is Nick Casario. I don't think Nick Casario is rushing to hand out extensions. I think Titus Howard is the one player that we really had to discuss, which we did, because he's the one player that you have to make a decision on after this year unless you choose to franchise tag him. And I don't think that's the right move for the Houston Texans. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen today. Now make your second listen to the Locked On NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Locked On Texas podcast. You guys know we weren't going to end this show hmm. without talking <laughs> about them red helmets. Them battle red helmets. Can I just say something? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to the Texan God up there that's sitting in Texan heaven that has forgiven a lot of the – starting to forgive a lot of the Texan sins that this franchise has committed and blessing us with some Texan fever and fun. If you guys haven't had an opportunity, please, I, I beg you, go check out Google Texans battle red helmets. It's a thing of beauty. It looks so good. It's a thing mm, of beauty. Mm, Those jerseys mm. look like. Have you ever seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Mm-hmm. Remember that? Remember that the cartoon character had the like the pretty red lipstick and she just blew <laughs> everybody away. Oh, what is her that, name? Was it, what was it? Lola? No, I can't remember. Her oh, name. ain't Lola, buddy. Um, not Lola. I buddy, can't but. remember her name, but I know exactly who you talking Somebody about. Somebody in the comments, y'all, let us know what her name is. But those battle red helmets. The moment you see him, it's, it's a chef's kiss. You do want to say that the Texans announced that they will wear the Battle Red helmet on Battle Red Day, November 3rd at NRG Stadium. That game will be against the Philadelphia Eagles. It would also be worn one for one training camp practice July 30th, and they will go on sale for fans. This is the first time the Texans will wear a different helmet other than their classic blue ones. And I think that the numbers for this helmet ticket, the tickets, whenever they go on sale, how hyped the fans are, they may have to do a reorder because they may sell out. <laughs> Man, those helmets are so fire. fire. And, John, I think this is the best part. This is the 20th anniversary of this franchise. And I understand it. I get it. It's only supposed to be worn on Battle Red Day, but you know what? I've always been a fan of the Battle Red jerseys myself. Now you added the helmet to go with it. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if that's just be the Texans home jersey for the entire 2022 season. Because they gotta do something. They gotta do something. Especially 
how the last era tainted those jerseys. I, I want to say this, man. This is the this got to be the first process and step of the process of of getting new jerseys, right? Yeah, like you, you don't get a new hat unless you fit right. You know what I mean? Like you remember when you go get a hat, Cody? You wear hats right now. When mm-hmm. you really was, used to go to lid, get your new fitted cap, and you looking in the mirror. The next thing you do, <laughs> unless you had already did it, was go get a cool fit to go with it. Mm-hmm. Everybody is begging right now for new jerseys and i love that they came 20th anniversary come Come on on, man man. please just say scratch it we're gonna wear it all season because i love those battle red jerseys hey hey, what if they do the all white with the red with the red helmet bro if what if if they they do the all white if they do the all white with the red helmet i i the the text that's going to go down as one of the Best you uniform helmet co- combinations of all time because the Texans really do have good colors, and even their original jerseys. Like what we've been watching over the last nineteen years, it's it's still good. I still I I still believe the Texans have some of the best jerseys in the league. You might disagree, but I, I'm just ready for a change, man. Like like just just take a look at just take a look at that. Look look, John, just just take a look at that. Like. Just slap that let's, on some red. And I'll say this. They, they you know what? They the have to. to they have to wear it. It's the perfect era to change it up. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite rappers, Jay Z, said, Build me up to break me down or build me up again. We we we, we was built up with Deshaun Watson. We had to break it down before Deshaun Watson. Now we got to build it up with Davis Mills. And we're going to stay up with Davis Mills. The D Mills era. General Mills era, baby. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast. Had a blast with Cody talking Texan with you guys. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, subscribe, like, share, comment, have fun under in the comment section. Do it all, baby. We want big happy family on YouTube. Find us on YouTube under the Locked On Texans tag name. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. Battle red something.